Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the Haven. We're in Hythe, Southeast England, Kent, just near the English Channel. We have an honored guest today in our readings, uh, His Grace Jirodatta Das Brahmachari from London, doing wonderful service of distributing Srila books, Srila Prabhupada's books in the streets of London. Not an easy thing to do. Certified by Vaisheshika Prabhu, the expert. Not an easy thing to do. But if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. That's the reality. We welcome him. Warm affection. Okay. <clears throat> we hope you're all safe and well and as happy as can be expected in these troubled times on the earth right now. But we're doing the, the best we can to spread the transcendental sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam and purify the ether, uh, which will in turn uh, purify the hearts of at least those who can hear. Let those who have ears hear. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduritaditya, Sri Krishna Pravartita, Sri Krishna Paribartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali, you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadagamad bhagya mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin adini chochita kara hanamunchagadachin mam premnarit kantayokspuda. O bestower of the saintliness to the, to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate
Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we've reached the 15th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, <clears throat> description of Vaikuntha. And we're on beginning with text 43. Um, four Kumaras are now seeing with their own eyes the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When the breeze, carrying the aroma of tulsi leaves from the toes of the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, enter the nostrils of those sages, they experienced a change both in body and in mind, even though they were attached to the impersonal Brahman understanding. Purport It appears from this verse that the four Kumaras were impersonalists or protagonists of the philosophy of monism, becoming one with the Lord. But as soon as they saw the Lord's features, their minds changed. In other words, the impersonalist who feels transcendental pleasure in striving to become one with the Lord is defeated when he sees the beautiful transcendental features of the Lord. Because of the fragrance of his lotus feet, carried by the air and mixed with the aroma of Tulasi, their minds changed. Instead of becoming one with the Supreme Lord, they thought it wise to be devotees. Becoming a servitor of the lotus feet of the Lord is better than becoming one with the Lord. Text 44 the Lord's beautiful face appeared to them like the inside of a blue lotus, and the Lord's smile appear, appeared to be a blo blooming jasmine flower. After seeing the face of the Lord, the sages were fully satisfied, and when they wanted to see Him further, they looked upon the nails of His lotus feet, which resembled rubies. Thus they viewed the Lord's transcendental body again and again, and so they finally achieved meditation on the Lord's personal feature. Text 45 This is the form of the Lord which is meditated upon by the followers of the yoga process, and it is pleasing to the yogis in meditation. It is not imaginary, but factual, as proved by great yogis. The Lord is full in eight kinds of achievement, but for others, these achievements are not possible in full perfection. Purport The success of the yoga process is very nicely described here. It is specifically mentioned that the form of the Lord as four-handed Narayana is the object of meditation for the followers of Yoga Marg. In the modern age, there are so many so-called yogis who do not target their meditation on the four-handed Narayana form. Some of them try to meditate on something impersonal or void, 
but that is not approved by the great yogis who follow the standard method. The real yoga mark process is to control the senses, sit in a solitary and sanctified place, and meditate on the four-handed form of Narayana, decorated as described in this chapter as he appeared before the four sages. This Narayana form is Krishna's expansion. Therefore, the Krishna consciousness movement, which is now spreading, is the real, topmost process of yoga practice. Krishna consciousness is the highest yoga performance by trained devotional yogis. Despite all the allurement of yoga practice, the eight kinds of yogic perfections are hardly achievable by the common man. But here it is described that the Lord who appeared before the four sages is himself full of all eight of those perfections. The highest yoga mark process is to concentrate the mind 24 hours a day on Krishna. This is called Krishna consciousness. The yoga system as described in Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita or as recommended in the Patanjali yoga process is different from the nowadays practiced Hatha yoga as it is generally understood in the Western countries. Real yoga practice is to control the senses and after such control is established to concentrate the mind on the Narayana form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Lord Krishna is the original Personality of Godhead and all the other Vishnu forms with four hands decorated with conch, lotus, club and wheel are plenary expansions of Krishna. In Bhagavad Gita it is recommended that one meditate upon the form of the Lord. To practice concentration of the mind, one has to sit with the head and back in a straight line and one must practice in a secluded place, sanctified by a sacred atmosphere. The yogi should observe the rules and regulations of brahmacharya to strictly live a life of self-restraint and celibacy. One cannot practice yoga in a congested city, living a life of extravagancy, extravagancy, including unrestricted sex indulgence and adultery of the tongue. Yoga practice necessitates controlling the senses, and the beginning of sense control is to control the tongue. One who, control the, one who can control the tongue can also have control over the other senses. One cannot allow the tongue to take all kinds of forbidden food and drink and at the same time advance in the practice of yoga. It is very regrettable. It is a very regrettable fact that many unauthorized so-called yogis come to the Western countries and exploit people's inclination towards yoga practice. Such unauthorized yogis even dare to say publicly that one can indulge in the habit of drinking and at the same time practice meditation. Five thousand years ago, Lord Krishna recommended yoga practice to Arjuna, but Arjuna frankly expressed his inability to follow the stringent rules 
and regulations of the yoga system. One should be very practical in every field of activities and should not waste his valuable time in practicing useless gymnastic feats in the name of yoga. Real yoga is to search out the four-handed super-soul within one's heart and see him perpetually in meditation. Such continued meditation is called samadhi, and the object of this meditation is the four-handed Narayana, with bodily decorations as described in this chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam. If, however, one wants to meditate upon something void or impersonal, it will take a very long time before he achieves success in yoga practice. We cannot concentrate our mind on something void or impersonal. Real yoga is to fix the mind on the form of the Lord, the four-handed Narayana, who is sitting in everyone's heart. By meditation, one can understand that God is seated within one's heart. Even if one does not know it, God is seated within the heart of everyone. Not only is He seated in the heart of the human being, but He is also within the hearts of cats and dogs. Bhagavad Gita certifies this fact by the declaration of the Lord, Ishwarat Sarabhutanam Riddhishe. The Ishwara, the supreme controller of the world, is seated in the heart of everyone. Not only is he in everyone's heart, but he is also present within the Adam. No place is vacant or devoid of the presence of the Lord. That is the statement of Ishupanishad. God is present everywhere and his right of proprietorship applies to everything. The feature of the Lord by which he is present everywhere is called Paramatma. Atma means the individual soul and Paramatma means the individual super-soul. Both Atma and Paramatma or individual persons. The difference between Atma and Paramatma is, is that the Atma or the soul is present only in a particular body whereas the Paramatma is present everywhere. In this connection the example of the sun is very nice. An individual person may be situated in one place but the sun even though a similar individual entity is present on the head of every individual person. In Bhagavad Gita this is explained. Therefore, even though the qualities of the ent entities, including the Lord, are equal, the Supersoul is different from the individual soul by quantitative power of expansion. The Lord or the Supersoul can expand himself into millions of different forms, whereas the individual soul cannot do so. The super soul being situated, the super soul being seated in everyone's heart can witness everyone's activities, past, present, and future. In the Upanishads, the super soul is described as being seated with the individual soul, as friend and witness. As a friend, the Lord is always anxious to get back his friend, the individual soul and bring him home 
bring him back home, back to Godhead. As a witness, he is the bestower of all benedictions, and he, and he endows each individual with the result of his actions. The Super-Soul gives the individual soul all facilities to achieve whatever he desires to enjoy in this material world. Suffering is a reaction to the living entity's propensity to try to lord it over the material world. But the Lord instructs his friend, the individual soul, who is also his son, to give up all other engagements and simply surrender unto him for perpetual bliss and an eternal life full of knowledge. This is the last instruction of Bhagavad Gita, the most authorized and widely read book on, the, on all varieties of yoga. Thus, the last word of Bhagavad Gita is the last word in the perfection of yoga. As the, it, is, it is stated in, the, in Bhagavad Gita that a person who is always absorbed in Krishna consciousness is the topmost yogi. What is Krishna consciousness? As the individual soul is present by his consciousness throughout his entire body, so the super-soul or paramatma is present throughout the whole creation by super-consciousness. This super-conscious energy is imitated by the individual soul who has limited consciousness. I can understand what is going on within my limited body, but I cannot feel what is going on in another's body. I am present throughout my body by my consciousness, but my consciousness is not present in another's body. The Supersoul or Paramatma, however, being present everywhere and within everyone, is also conscious of everyone's existence. The theory that the soul and the super-soul are one is not acceptable because it is not confirmed by authoritative Vedic literature. The individual soul's consciousness cannot act in super-consciousness. This super-consciousness can be achieved hmm, this, sup, this sup, super consciousness can be achieved. This super consciousness can be achieved, however, by dovetailing individual consciousness with the consciousness of the Supreme. This dovetailing process is called surrender or Krishna consciousness. From the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, we learn very clearly that Arjuna, in the beginning, did not want to fight with his brothers and relatives. But after understanding Bhagavad Gita, he dovetailed his consciousness with the super-consciousness of Krishna. He was, he was then in Krishna consciousness. A person in full Krishna consciousness acts by the dictation of Krishna. In the beginning of Krishna consciousness, dictation is received through the transparent medium of the spiritual master. When one is sufficiently trained and acts in submissive faith and love for Krishna under the direction of the bona fide spiritual master, the dovetailing process becomes more firm and, and accurate. This stage of devotional service 
by the devotee in Krishna consciousness is the most perfect stage of the yoga system. At this stage, Krishna, or the Supersoul, dictates from within, while from, while from without, the devotee is helped by the spiritual master, who is the bona fide representative of Krishna. From within, he helps the devotee as Chaitya, for he is, sit, he is, seated, before, for he is seated within the heart of everyone. Understanding that God is seated within everyone's heart is not, however, sufficient. One has to be acquainted with God from both within and without. One must take dictation from within and without to act in Krishna consciousness. This is the highest perfectional stage of the human form of life and the topmost perfection of all yoga. For a perfect yogi, there are eight kinds of super-achievements. One can become lighter than air. One can become smaller than the atom. One can become bigger than a mountain. One can achieve whatever he desires. One can control like the Lord, and so on. But when one rises to the perfectional stage of receiving dictation from the Lord, that is greater than any stage of material achievements above mentioned. The breathing exercise of the yoga system, which is generally practiced, is just the beginning. Meditation on the Supersoul is just another step forward. But to obtain direct contact with the Supersoul and take dictation from Him is the highest perfectional stage. The breathing exercises of meditation practice were very difficult even 5,000 years ago. Otherwise, Arjuna would not have rejected the proposal of Krishna that he adopt this system. This age of Kali is called the fallen age. In this age, people in general are short-living and very slow to understand self-realization or spiritual life. They are mostly unfortunate and therefore if someone is a little bit interested in self-realization he is likely to be misguided by so many frauds. The only way to realize the perfect stage of yoga is to follow the principles of Bhagavad Gita as practiced by Lord Chaitanya. This is the simplest and highest perfection of yoga practice. Lord Chaitanya demonstrated this Christian, conscious yoga system, Christian consciousness yoga system in a practical manner, simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna. As prescribed in the Vedanta, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and many important Puranas. The largest number of Indians followed this yoga process, and in the United States, it is gradually spreading in many cities. It is very easy and practical for this age, especially for those who are serious about success in yoga. No other process of yoga can be successful in this age. The meditation process was possible in the Golden Age, Satya Yuga, because people in that age used to live for hundreds of thousands of years 
If one wants success in practical yoga practice, it is advised that he take to the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And he will actually feel himself making progress. In Bhagavad Gita, this practice of Krishna consciousness is, is prescribed as Rajavidya, or the king of all erudition. Those who have taken to this most sublime bhakti yoga system, who practice devotional service in transcendental love of Krishna, can testify to its happy and easy execution. The four sages, Sanaka, Sanatana, Sanandana, and Sunat Kumara, also became attracted by the features of the Lord and the transcendental aroma of the dust of his lotus feet as already described in verse 43. Yoga necessitates controlling the senses and bhakti yoga or Krishna consciousness is the process of purifying the senses. When the senses are purified, they are automatically controlled. One cannot stop the activities of the senses by artificial means, but if one purifies the senses, by engaging in the service of the Lord, the senses not only can be controlled from rubbish engagement, but can be engaged in the Lord's transcendental service as aspired to by the four sages, Sanaka, Sanatana, Sanandana, and Sanat Kumara. Christian consciousness is not, therefore, a manufactured concoction of the speculative mind. It is the process enjoined in Bhagavad Gita 9.34 Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto Madhyaji Mam Namas Guru What a purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Just explained the whole yoga system. Books and books and books and books are contained just in this one purport. Text 46 The Kumara said, Our dear Lord, you are not manifested to rascals, even though you are seated within the heart of everyone. But as far as we are concerned, we see you face to face, although you are unlimited. The statements we have heard about you from our father, Brahma, although the ears have now been actually realized through the ears, the, read it again. The statements we have heard about you from our father Brahma through the ears have now been actually realized by your kind appearance. Purport. The so-called yogis who concentrate their mind or meditate upon the impersonal or void are described here. This verse of Srimad Bhagavatam describes persons who are expected to be very expert yogis engaged in meditation, but who do not find the Supreme Personality of Godhead seated within the heart. These persons are described here as duratma, which means a person who has a very crooked heart or a less intelligent person, just opposite to the mahatma, 
which means one who has a broad heart. Those so-called yogis who, although engaged in meditation, are not broad-hearted, cannot find the four-handed Narayana form, even though he is seated within their heart. Although the first realization of the Supreme Absolute Truth is impersonal Brahman, one should not remain satisfied with experiencing the impersonal effulgence of the Supreme Lord. In the Ishopanishad also, the devotee prays that the glaring effulgence of Brahman may be removed from his eyes so that he can see the real personal feature of the Lord and thus satisfy himself fully. Similarly, although the Lord is not visible in the beginning because of his glaring bodily effulgence, if a devotee sincerely wants to see him, the Lord is revealed to him. It is said in Bhagavad Gita that the Lord cannot be seen by our imperfect eyes. He cannot be heard by our imperfect ears and he cannot be experienced by our imperfect senses. But if one engages in devotional service with faith and devotion, then God reveals himself. Here the four sages, Sanaka, Sanatana, Sanandana and Sunatkumara are described as actually sincere devotees. Although they had heard from their father, Brahma, about the personal feature of the Lord, only the impersonal feature, Brahman, was revealed to them. But because they were sincerely searching for the Lord, they finally saw his personal feature directly, which corresponded with the description given by their father. They thus became fully satisfied. Here they expressed their gratitude because although they were foolish impersonalists in the beginning, by the grace of the Lord, they could now have the good fortune to see His personal feature. Another significant aspect of this verse is that the sages describe their experience of hearing from their father Brahma, who was born of the Lord directly. In other words, the disciplic succession from the Lord to Brahma from Brahma to Narada and from Narada to Vyas and so on is accepted here. Because the Kumaras were sons of Brahma, they had the opportunity to learn Vedic knowledge from the disciplic succession of Brahma. And therefore, in spite of their impersonalist beginnings, they became in the end direct seers of the personal feature of the Lord. Text 47 We know that you are the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, who manifests His transcendental form in the uncontaminated mode of pure goodness. This transcendental, eternal form of your Personality can be understood only by your mercy, through unflinching devotional service by great sages whose hearts have been purified in the devotional way. Purport The Absolute Truth 
can be understood in three features impersonal Brahman, localized Paramatma, and Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Here it is admitted that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the last word in understanding the Absolute Truth. Even though the four Kumaras were instructed by their great learned father, Brahma, they could not actually understand the Absolute Truth. They could only understand the Supreme Absolute Truth when they personally saw the Personality of Godhead with their own eyes. In other words, if one sees or understands the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the other features of the Absolute Truth, namely impersonal Brahman and localized Paramatma, are also automatically understood. Therefore the Kumaras confirm you are the ultimate Absolute Truth. The impersonalists may argue that since the Supreme Personality of Godhead was so nicely decorated, He was therefore not the Absolute Truth. <laughs> But here it is confirmed that all the variegatedness of the Absolute Platform is constituted of Shuddha-sattva, pure goodness. In the material world, any quality goodness, passion, or ignorance is contaminated. Even the quality of goodness here in the material world is not free from tinges of passion and ignorance. But in the transcendental world, only pure goodness without any tinge of passion or ignorance exists. Therefore, the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His variegated pastimes and paraphernalia are all pure, Satvaguna. Such variegatedness in pure goodness is exhibited eternally by the Lord for the satisfaction of the devotee. The devotee does not want to see the Supreme Absolute Truth in voidness or impersonalism. In one sense, absolute transcendental variegatedness is meant only for the devotees, not for others because this distinct feature of transcendental variegatedness can be understood only by the mercy of the Supreme Lord and not by mental speculation or the ascending process. It is said that one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead when one is even slightly favored by Him. Otherwise, without His mercy, a man may speculate for thousands of years and not understand what is actually the Absolute Truth. This mercy can be perceived by the devotee when he is completely freed from contamination. It is stated, therefore, that only when all contamination is rooted out and the devotee is completely detached from material attractions can he receive the mercy, this mercy of the Lord. Text 48 Persons who are very expert and most intelligent in understanding things as they are engage in hearing narrations of the auspicious activities and pastimes of the Lord which are worth chanting and worth hearing. Such persons do not care even for the highest material benediction, namely liberation 
to say nothing of other less important benedictions like the material happiness of the heavenly kingdom. Purport. The transcendental bliss enjoyed by the devotees of the Lord is completely different from the material happiness enjoyed by less intelligent persons. The less intelligent persons in the material world are engaged by the four principles of benediction called dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. Generally, they prefer to take to religious life to achieve some material benediction, the purpose of which is to satisfy the senses. When, by that process, they become confused or frustrated in fulfilling the maximum amount of sense gratification, they try to become one with the Supreme, which is, according to their conception, mukti, or liberation. There are five kinds of liberation, the least important of which is called sayuja, to become one with the Supreme. Devotees don't care for, for such liberation because they are actually intelligent, nor are they inclined to accept any of the other four kinds of liberation, namely, to live on the same planet as the Lord, to live with Him side by side as an associate, to have the same opulence, and to attain the same bodily features. They are concerned only with glorifying the Supreme Lord and His auspicious activities. Pure devotional service is Shravanam Kirtanam. Pure devotees who take transcendental pleasure in hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord do not care for any kind of liberation. Even if they are offered the five liberations, they refuse to accept them, as stated in the Bhagavatam in the third canto. Materialistic persons aspire for the sense enjoyment of heavenly pleasure in the heavenly kingdom, but devotees reject such material pleasure at once. The devotee does not even care for the post of Indra. A devotee knows that any pleasurable material position is subject to be, to be annihilated at a certain point. Even if one reaches the post of Indra, Chandra, or any other demigod, he must be dissolved at a certain stage. A devotee is never interested in such temporary pleasure. From Vedic scriptures, it is understood that sometimes even Brahma and Indra fall down. But a devotee in the transcendental abode of the Lord never falls. This transcendental stage of life in which one feels transcendental pleasure in hearing the Lord's pastimes is also recommended by Lord Chaitanya. When Lord Chaitanya was talking with Ramananda Roy, there were varieties of suggestions offered by Ramananda Roy regarding spiritual realization. But Lord Chaitanya rejected all but one, that one should hear the glories of the Lord in association with pure devotees. That is acceptable for everyone, especially in this age. One should engage himself in hearing from pure devotees about the activities of the Lord. That is considered the supreme benediction. 
for mankind. What a purport. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So it's almost, believe it or not, 8 o'clock. We've been reading for 40 minutes. So we'll stop here, our daily reading. Verses from Gopakanya Devidasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. Hare Krishna. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sri Bhagavatam with his glorious purports. In Sri Bhakti Vinod, Thakur Ki Jai. Bhakti Vedanta purports Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. From Bhakti Christopher. Bhakti Christopher, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. <coughs> <coughs> Hare Krishna. Glories to his divine grace. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, landing in late because I went out on books today. Oh, good. From Ananda Murti. Haribol Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings of Sri the Prabhupada's books every day. Today I thought how Sri the Prabhupada is kind to explain all yogic philosophy and the process of realization of the Supreme Godhead. Quote. It is said in Bhagavad Gita that the Lord cannot be seen by our imperfect eyes, He cannot be heard by our imperfect ears, and He cannot be experienced by our imperfect senses, but that if one engages in devotional service with faith and devotion, then God reveals Himself. Unquote. I am feeling grateful to Sri the Prabhupada because even if we read those statements in one shloka and purport, or even one sentence, Sri the Prabhupada is giving us the essence of reading all this Sri Bhagavatam. Thank you so much for reading this Sri the Prabhupada's text every day for us and for the social welfare. Well, thank you for that uh, reflection, uh, Anandamurti. It's very beautiful. And I would like to say that I personally experience uh, while reading Sri the Prabhupada's books, and it's been very therapeutic and more than therapeutic, it's been a revelation to me to read these books to you out loud every day, very carefully, because you can't read these books out loud in public unless you read them very carefully. And I find that uh, reading the books like this, at least while we're reading them, is not different than meditation on the Lord. Because the Srimad Bhagavatam is a literary incarnation of Krishna. 
We've repeated this many, many times since we started these readings, but it's a fact. Therefore, by meditating on them, by hearing them attentively, and when you, when you read out loud, you automatically hear attentively, otherwise you'll fumble on the words. I mean, I fumble sometimes, a word here and there, but in generally, uh, we keep our mind on the words and hear them, and therefore we, we get absorbed. This is the most practical. This and chanting Hare Krishna Ma Mantra are the most practical forms of meditation and congenial forms of meditation in this material world in the Kali Yuga. Hare Krishna. And Dhirodhata has something to say. Please. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Thank you for the reading. It's lovely to be back in the haven. <laughs> it's good to have you. I was, I was wondering, because uh, we were discussing how the Kumaras, they smelt the, mm. the, the Tulasi leaves. And uh, in, in doing that, they, they immediately surrendered to the Lord, just, yes. just by seeing that form. Um, that, that kind of sincerity that they have, even though they were, Brahman realized and they were aiming for the impersonal aspect. Sometimes we get this in preaching also, we see some people who are sort of on the edge, they seem that they were Buddhists or they may have been um, mm. uh, impersonalists at some point. But it seems like uh, some sincerity is needed. How do we determine sincerity when it comes to preaching? Well, of course the Kumaras, they're not ordinary impersonalists not like those in the Kali Yuga presently who were just pretending. They were, they were born great yogis. They appeared from the body of Brahma himself, highly qualified. And, and actually they became the authorities on the different aspects of the yoga system and disseminated it throughout the universe. So these are not ordinary yogis. They're not ordinary impersonalists. They're Brahman realized, but they are devotees. They're not Mayavadis. Mayavadis are different. Mayavadis think that everything that is has variety is false. And therefore they project that same conception onto Krishna and think that Krishna is also not real. That's a Mayavadi. But the Kumaras were highly elevated in yoga, highly elevated in, in Brahman realization. And that meant that they were ripe. They were, they were ready. Therefore, as soon as they smelt the, the, the fragrance of, of the Lord's lotus feet and Tulsi, they became fully purified. And when they saw the form and meditated on the form, they became great devotees. So, that same thing happened with Srimad with the Shukadeva Goswami. He was in the womb. He was already a devotee. He wouldn't come out. And Vyasadeva pleaded with him. And he, he even went and got Krishna. And Krishna pleaded with him, please come out, I promise you, you won't be uh, affected by the material energy. And finally, after so many years in the womb, he came out and he just ran away. So he was also fixed in Brahman realization. Um, without any practice 
in that life. He was already liberated. But then, Vyasadeva very intelligently told his students to place themselves around in the forest where they were living. And he said, when, he, when you see Shukadev passing, just chant a verse from the Bhagavatam. And so he kept hearing these verses and they were very nice. And because the Bhagavatam is not different from Krishna, just as when the Kumaras saw the form of, of, of Narayana and smelt the, the flowers and the, and, and the tulsi from his feet, the fragrance from his feet, they immediately became devotees. So Shukadev immediately became attracted to the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is not different from the form of the Lord. And he came back and he studied the whole Bhagavatam, heard the whole Bhagavatam, memorized it. These are not ordinary personalities. Can you imagine memorizing the whole Bhagavatam? No. Hardly anybody can do that. Jiva Goswami in modern times. And uh, so, yeah, there. So, how do we distinguish? In this age, the, the chances of meeting an actual sincere impersonalist who's qualified to hear is not very great. It's very... So, rather than think, how can we uh, explain to a person who's like that in order to get the effect of what happened to the Kumaras, better we preach the basics. Better we preach the basics and show the the misguided souls of the Kali Yuga that they actually been cheated by being taught that they are the body and that the material world is the all in all and there is nothing after this life. We have to start from the basics and therefore Srila Prabhupada's teachings, his purports, his classes, they some some people they get they think that they get bored because it's so repetitive. But the fact is that for thoroughness of understanding and to get the ability to hear it as it is, you need to hear it again and again and again and again. It's absolutely necessary. And therefore he, unlike any other, you know, uh, spirit, well, so-called spiritual masters uh, who came from India to the West, they couldn't make one devotee. Even the Gita is, cl is clearly meant for making devotees. They couldn't make one devotee. And as soon as Prabhupada's Gita came out, thousands of devotees came. So the, the, the best way to do it is to learn Prabhupada's arguments and repeat them. And the more you you repeat them, learn them and repeat them, the more they will become fixed in your heart, and then you will your vision will change, your heart will change, everything will change, your understanding will change, your knowledge will change, and then you'll be it'll be revealed to you. Krishna will be revealed to you in that way. Hare Krishna. Thank you for that lovely question from Rati Mandra yes Rati 
dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada mm. and to Srila Tamal Krishna Goswami, whose appearance day we celebrate today. Today is Tamal Krishna Maharaj's appearance day. Boy, I'm, been I'm, I'm in another world. Sorry about that. Hare Krishna. Srila Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj Kijai mm. Gurudev. Today I chose to go out on book distribution for the pleasure of my gurus. Mm. Amsterdam is hot these days and the central station was crowded with people. I didn't empty my trolley and I did not collect a lot of Lakshmi, but I did meet some really, really nice young people and receptive people mm. who eagerly took the Gita and who asked good questions and listened to my answers. Jesse. I felt so at home on the street. Jesse. And I once again realized the great need for us to be there and be available for the people. Like a confirmation, several people also asked me if I would come more often. Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for your ongoing encouragement to this rusty book distributor. <laughs> I pray that somehow I may go out more regularly and others too will get inspired to go out. I think you just got a little mercy from Tamal Krishna Maharaj. He was a big inspirer of book distribution in his, his days and also you got a big grin out of Deirdre who's going out in downtown London every day Hare Krishna very wonderful thank you for that realization and I always say to her I don't say it every time but I say it a lot to her that I live vicariously through the devotees that I know and who come to hear and get inspired in some way or other, not in some way or another, but by Prabhupada's books, to go out and, and meet the people and, and, and preach. I've been so what, cloistered for so long since I've had these physical problems and it's difficult for me to do those things, but I live when I hear, when I, when I preach it, and then I hear and, and, and watch other devotees and hear their appreciation. I live it, literally. And so many experiences on book distribution. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Rati. From Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. Mm. The point that stood out the most for me was, quote, if a devotee sincerely wants to see the Lord, the Lord is revealed to him. Yes. I'm worried that I'm not at all eager enough to see the Lord. How can we get rid of this indifference and what is the cause for it? Uh, lack, of, lack of understanding. Lack of knowledge. Uh, I don't know if you picked up. One of the things that I picked up from tonight's reading was that seeing the Lord and uh, hearing knowledge of the Lord are non-different. We're very um, attached to, we're very visual, the human beings. We're very visual. We're very attached to what we see. We need to see something before we can believe it. There's a, there's a, there's a state in, in the United States that has a motto, it's Missouri, you know, Seeing is believing, or I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, something like that. But hearing is also 
uh, a sense. And by hearing about the Lord, it is not different than seeing the Lord. It is not different from seeing the Lord. When we hear these, these beautiful descriptions of the Lord's form and His personality and the response of the devotees to seeing Him, this is not different from being there. The problem is that we are still attached to the material energy and are uh, confused by the material energy. And therefore we can't perceive the fact that when we hear about Krishna, we're with Krishna. Or that when we chant in our japa, that Krishna is dancing on our tongue. But this process of going out and giving Krishna consciousness to others, the book distribution, in my personal experience, is the, the, the one activity that comes closest to uh, perfecting uh, the ability to see Krishna through uh, devotional service. Just as you were saying, you met so many nice people and they were so interested and they took the books. When you feel that reciprocation with Krishna, because that's exactly what Krishna wants us to do, what our previous acharyas want to do. That is the way to overcome it, by doing it. You just keep doing it, it's just like you just expressed. Uh, well, that was right, I'm sorry, that was, that was Rati that expressed it, but, but to, to give up the hesitation takes practice. And the practice is in devotional service, in bhakti yoga, it's mystical because the means to attain the end and the end are the same. We just read today in the Bhagavad Gita how normally if a person falls down from his exalted position he has to perform ritualistic ceremonies to become purified. But in the devotional service of the Lord this purifying process is already there in, in the heart of the devotee by his constantly doing devotional service and remembering the holy name regularly, if not all the time, at least regularly, every day. And therefore, he doesn't need to perform some kind of ritualistic uh, austerity or, or, or specific penance. He just needs to continue the devotional service because it's the most powerful thing for overcoming any obstacle. So that's the answer. The way to remove the hesitation or the fog that doesn't allow us to see properly is to perform devotional service and, and don't stop. Therefore, Prabhupada says in that purport that the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra should be continued without stoppage word, Prabhupada liked the word stoppage. Old English. Hare Krishna. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. 
It is inconceivable to realize the prowess of Srila Prabhupada's articulation of yoga practice and how he concludes that Krishna consciousness is the topmost yoga system. Finally, thank you for keeping us on the track of Shravanam as concluded by Srila Prabhupada in 3.15.48, quote, Lord Chaitanya rejected all but one, that mm. one should hear the glories of the Lord in association with mm. pure devotees. That is acceptable for everyone, especially in this age. Mm. One should engage himself in hearing from pure devotees about the activities of the Lord. That is considered the supreme benediction for mankind. Thank you very much for picking that one out. That was a real jewel. Thank you, Subarao. Thank you very much. From Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. How lucky we are to hear this transcendental nectar each day. Yes. It awakens so much each time I hear. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Well, as usual, you all have done it again. It just keeps getting better and better. The reflections and the discussions, and it keeps things clarified. This is the way to keep, to keep our vision clarified. Srimad Bhagavatam, wait, one thing more? More just came from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading this evening. Thanks for beating the Sankirtan drum also, just as TKG would. <laughs> what to do when what to do when book distribution becomes a struggle? It can be difficult for my hyper-passionate mind when people aren't stopping and lots, of, and lots of books aren't going out and lots of Lakshmi isn't coming in. Every person you meet, whether they give you something or not, whether they're nice to you or not, whether they take a book or not, at the end you say, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to meet you. If, the world, if there were more people in the world like you, it would be a better place. No matter what, no matter who you meet, you say that. And that keeps you high. It keeps you from getting influenced by the down, down energy of so many people in the mature world now. That's the way to do it. It takes discipline, but it, once you do it and keep the Maha Mantra going, you will stay high. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The description of the kingdom of God coming out more and more. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. <laughs>